0: Everybody, and welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, where I just talk to cool people doing fun stuff and friends and talk about things that I want to talk about. And it's the eve of Christmas Eve. It is uh, the night before the night before, is what we like to call it, with my friend Miles Jacob, who's joining me again today. Miles, we have had some epic night before and night before parties. How did that tradition start?
1: We invented it. Come on. (laughs) No, it's it it started when we, you know, my generation, our generation went off to college and we all came home for the first time for a Christmas break and looking for a way to have friends get together that weren't family. And so we uh, everyone was going to be home. You know, you can't do that on Christmas Eve because families are together or Christmas so he said, well, everyone will be home already, so let's do night before the night before. And we would get <laughs> twisted up with our old friends for the first time in four months or whatever that we hadn't seen. And it just became a thing that we kept on doing it even, you know, for years and years and years, even when, I mean, way past when we had stopped going to school and all that. And yeah,
0: and then... There was our friends, uh, Mary and Jim, who would kind of, they had a, a dinner a couple times.
1: Yep. And
0: then we would do the tamale party, which we did a couple times.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a good excuse to do a non family uh, friends thing that still is sort of holiday based.
0: Was it always, so we, Kurt and I started doing the tamale thing when we had it, just because that's sort of easy and you can, you know, have a pot of beans and set it up in advance. Was food ever involved when you first started it?
1: No, not really. (laughs) It was just a drinking, smoking thing.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was, it, it was, it was fun because one of the reasons it was fun was that at least with me and my two brothers, you know, we're all within three and a half years of each other, but we all had separate friends, groups of people, and, and all of the groups of people knew each other, but, you know, we didn't hang specifically together. So this was a great chance for these three different groups of friends to all get together. And so it was pretty wild. Everyone was was looking to sort of get their yayas out a little right, bit. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You know that was that was sort of a nice dynamic that the three different groups, and it sort of spread from there. And you know there were times when it just got crazy. I mean there there were well there were a lot of people more than, you know it's not like it's an invitation only kind of thing. Back in those days we're just kids, and and it was really really fun. It made Christmas Eve a little bit of a challenge uh, because we were. She's hung bad. I
0: remember night before, night before us too, where we had kids and we would just bring our kids and yeah. <laughs> they would watch movies and your kids would be holed up in your porch and
1: yep. Yep. Well, and it's funny as you watch the sort of the generations go, because I the Christmas Eve thing is is the thing that really has tied everything together for all of our families. Um, that, and do
0: you want to talk about how that started? I feel like, cause your mom started it with Kurt's mom. So I feel like I'd be speaking out yeah, of school. Uh,
1: so it really was Kurt's mom. Um, Dolores is, so she decided there were a lot of young families on, you know, within a block or two that were friends, the, the parents were friends. So, you know, they were probably in their mid to late thirties, let's say as parents, and we were, you know, between 10 and 14 or something. And Dolores said, Well, let's have a Swedish Christmas. None of us were particularly religious. So we weren't all going to midnight mass. Um, anyway, and and so she said, Let's have this Swedish Christmas sort of themed thing, and we'll get all these families that all have kids that are the same age. We'll all get together. And then she made Swedish meatballs and lefsa and cucumber salad. And it was all very foreign to us. So most of these families had just moved to Minneapolis within, you know, the previous year or two by coincidence. And, you know, maybe that was one of the binds of why they knew each other in the first place. I don't. So we'd all get together and it was really fun. I mean, it, the parents were just having a wee of a time and we were just kids. So it didn't matter to us. We we're happy no matter what. And it just, Got its own legs, and so year after year, Dolores and her husband Richard, these, you know, Kurt's parents, they hosted it, um, and it was really fun. And as we, <laughs> as we got older, the kids who are now teenagers and boys, for the most part, by chance, we would go down in the basement and you know get all screwed up and <laughs> play ping pong in Kurt's basement. And I remember. Kurt's dad, Richard, would you know he'd have had a half a dozen drinks himself, and he'd come on down and have fun with the kids, and he'd he'd walk down. He says, "Hmm, I can smell that sweet smell of success," (laughs) and it was great because it you know instead of being busted, he was he was just having fun with us, which was which was really fun. Anyways,
0: well, in the context was the seventies too.
1: Oh, it's the 70s, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Time times are different, obviously. But yeah. yeah anyway, it was just really fun. And it just became, it kind of really became what Christmas was for all of these different families. There's probably four or five families at least to start. And you know, it would the, the roster would change a little bit from time to time, but it was really fun for for both of the generations. It was really, really fun. And that was Christmas Eve. And so that would just sort of get the holiday rolling. And it it was it was great. And they kept on the the parents kept on kept it going. And then Kurt's parents moved when Kurt graduated from high school, went to school, went to college. So Kurt's parents sold their house and they moved to 510 Groveland. So they weren't gonna host the thing anymore. And so one of the other families had sort of a stately, beautiful house down the block. And so they hosted it for years and years and years after that. I mean, I, I, I mean, this has been going on for 50 years more.
0: Isn't think, yeah. Cause I think this is the 51st year.
1: Yeah. You feel old. I do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I came on the scene. I came on the scene in the eighties and
1: yeah.
0: it was, <laughs> I remember kind of a big deal because I was with Kurt, but we weren't married. And uh-huh. our family Christmas was Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. So uh-huh. I was like the first girl who had a significant <laughs> other. And I had to like tell my family, look, I'm going to do something on Christmas Eve with his family.
1: Oh, no.
0: Which was like heresy. I mean, my mom <laughs> yeah. was mad for a year.
1: Yeah. And
0: I finally just, I was like, look, I, I'm i going to do this. So the way I sort of managed it was I would go to my family's Christmas Eve early, like four o'clock, and then go from there into the dinner.
1: Yeah. The
0: Jacobs and the Johnsons and the Reeds. Yeah. And at the beginning, I remember I was like, this is weird food. Cause in the 80s, I was like a kid and I didn't appreciate anything about food. <laughs> And I couldn't believe that someone in Minnesota was actually having a gathering of food and there was not a potato in sight.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And I was just like, what the heck? Like potatoes are Swedish, aren't they? So (laughs) very early on, like after a couple of years of basically just eating meatballs and your wife Sue's delicious almond rolls... I decided that I was going to contribute and I asked Dolores's permission and she had to ask your mom (laughs) if I could bring potatoes. And I remember the first year I made like one pan of potatoes and I think I just made like a scalloped potato and your, everyone was crazy about them. Like I didn't even get any, they were gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I kept making them and I would make two pans and everybody likes potatoes And somehow in the last like handful of years, Dolores has sort of glommed on to the potatoes. (laughs) And I've been cooking other things because we have the same dishes, but we kind of rotate sometimes who does them based on who's going to be there. Yeah. Dolores has started to call them Janssen's temptation.
1: And she says
0: it with this very effective kind of funny (laughs) way. And so oh all year God. long, when we talk about Christmas Eve and she brings up the delicious Janssen's Temptation, we just <laughs> howl with laughter because it's a scalloped potato. But basically, there's a can of Swedish anchovies in it, which gives oh. it sort of an umami. Wow. So, so this that, to year, this
1: day, the whole business of what you were talking about of sort of being new to the scene you know 30 years ago or whatever it is but being new to the scene and wanting to contribute to the night to the Christmas Eve party Sue has enduring nightmares about that that when she came on the scene which is the late 70s she asked what could she do and Dolores said well you can butter the lefsa. <laughs> and Sue was like, butter the lefsa, what's lefsa? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, it that whole business of getting included, you know, it's it's like you're a freshman and or the new guy, and it, it there's funny stories about, it. and then you know, you you get to graduate to Making cucumbers. the cookies, yeah, or oh, cucumbers, right? Right.
0: Because I know, like Leah, your daughter got the cucumbers one year, and then we had Ellie, and we were like, "Well, cucumbers." Turns out, Ellie is probably a better cook than I am, and somehow she's now ended up with eggnog too because the reeds couldn't come last year. So yeah. Ellie is going to continue on at our house with the eggnog tradition. Uh, do you want to just like, let's just go through the menu. So people understand what is the actual food that we eat?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is supposedly a Swedish theme (laughs) with all my Swedish blood. (laughs) (laughs) So Swedish meatballs, right. Uh, which are great that, I mean, even though I didn't know what they were when it all started, they're great.
0: Yeah. It's like a uh, meatball.
1: And then, uh, cucumbers in sort of a real vinegary, uh, vinaigrette. Um, uh, what else? Oh, well, then there would be like pickled herring, uh,
0: and the beets
1: or as Matt or as Madeline Kahn would say (laughs) (laughs) hellwing.
0: What was in the beets? It was like diced beets with like a pink sauce.
1: Yeah, I I actually really liked that, but it's a little different from every other day of the year. Uh, I don't know Molly Reed would make that, right? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know specifically what it was. What was in that? It's uh, a secret.
0: We would do artichokes that had butter and cream cheese. Yeah. And cheese
1: oh and man, so good. Can you uh, talk
0: about Neavis's dish?
1: The cauliflower. Yes. So that was, I think she did what she did was take she take cauliflower and then egg whites that were whipped. So kind of like you're making a um uh a poblano a or burrino. a reino. yeah uh but but with cauliflower and then fried, um, and then put all into a casserole with sort of like tomato sauce and cheese and probably some cream and stuff. It was, God, it was, it was delicious.
0: <laughs> Kurt had to make that one year because she was not feeling well and it was hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I haven't had that in a long time. Mm. I know.
0: And it's funny, like, because uh, Nieves' heritage and your grandfather was, uh, had spent a lot of time living in Mexico. So yeah. Somehow that made it to the Swedish Christmas.
1: <laughs> right. That was, <laughs> that's right. And that's how Sue broke out of the, you know, I don't want to butter side. <laughs> she started making these almond rolls that her grandmother used to make. And they're really dangerously good. So that became her signature contribution to the whole thing. And yeah. now... This year, you know, it's all blown up because of the virus. So, we're not we're not doing that so in our little tiny family, in our bubble that we're going to have, we're not doing Christmas Eve, but we're going to have Christmas dinner. We're going to kind of do at least some of the Christmas Eve dinner on Christmas. So, we're going to make Swedish meatballs, damn it. <laughs> so that at least something goes forward and we're going to do a variation on the cauliflower thing and we're going to do the cucumbers. So we're, we're, and Sue's making her rolls. So we're, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it. We,
0: going. Are, uh, we are too. We're doing Christmas Eve. We're doing the Swedish meatballs. Dolores is making Janssen's temptation. <laughs> Ellie's making the cucumbers and the eggnog. And um, yeah, I think that's, Oh, I'm going to make some beets just,
1: yeah, keep the... it alive. Keep it alive. I, I'm already can't wait for next year when hopefully this crappiness is going to be over and we can get back to what we know.
0: Yeah, and it should be should be super fun. So yeah. that's going to be your Christmas Day dinner. So is Christmas Eve just going to be you and Sue?
1: Yeah, doesn't that sound just sad? A little. I mean, it's fine, but. You know, geez, one more night instead of a special night. Ah.
0: Are you going to make a special meal at least or?
1: Stephanie, I make a special meal every night.
0: I know it's true. You do. (laughs) What did you eat last night?
1: Uh, God, come on. I'm getting old. Let's see. Oh, I had something called a cut of pork called pork collar, which I got from United Noodle Asian Market um which is sort of like pork shoulder it's sort of a fatty cut of pork which which means it's good and i marinated it in this korean uh gochujang marinade and yum. then barbecued it and then i made oh this is going to blow your mind i made beet green raviolis which is yum ravioli and the and the filling is sort of sauteed beet greens and onions. You chop all up uh, ricotta cheese and Parmesan cheese. And then you use some of the water that you cooked the beets in ahead of time with butter and lemon juice as just sort of a real thin little sauce over it. Oh man, it was really, really good.
0: And the sauce had to be pink
1: yeah it was it's just a little pink exactly it's a jean george recipe don't you know
0: that sounds fancy how'd you find it to go with korean pork
1: (laughs) i have a jean george cookbook
0: okay so i'm interested in that i may have to post a link to that recipe in the show
1: notes yeah it's uh you know It's not hard. I mean, if you've made ravioli, which isn't really hard, if you do it. Do
0: you use wonton skins or do you make your own
1: dough? Well, okay. So, well, the best thing to do is make your own dough, but I didn't do that. Wonton skins work really well, like almost as good as yours. Last night, I tried using Whole Foods has prepackaged, like fresh lasagna. Yep. um, That Like sheaths. Yeah. Sheets. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to take those and I'll, and I'll just cut them up and make, you know, I'll use that from eh, that part of things from a, how how it looks standpoint didn't work out as well. It was, it was a thicker noodle than I want, and it's kind of made theirs is kind of made with almost all semolina. So it's almost crumbly. So it wasn't real good at holding together. Whatever it all worked out, but next time I'm not going to use
0: that. You're going back to the wonton skins.
1: Wonton skins, or make your own. You know, we our granddaughter, our seven year old granddaughter comes over on Thursdays because St. Paul Public Schools aren't in session, and we usually have a little project where we'll make something, cookies or whatever. And last week we made pasta, and it would you know it's easy. It's ten minutes, and you let the you let your dough sit for half an hour, and then you can. Use it for whatever you want. You know, do you have an extruder
0: easy. from your KitchenAid mixer?
1: I have well, I have the attachment, not mm-hmm. the extruder, you know, just the roller that yep. uses the motor of the KitchenAid. And it's real simple. And with a seven-year-old, it's a really good participation little project. And so we've made we've made raviolis before, we've made fennicini and whatever. And she's a fussy eater to say the least, but she loved the fresh pasta. You know, you have it and then you have it for lunch. (laughs) Do you
0: think that, um, her making it makes her more intrigued to eat it?
1: Well, I, you know, I sure, I sure wonder, It, it seems like that's something and, you know, her, her fussy eating is an ongoing day to day grind for, you know, her parents. Yeah. And, um, so maybe there's something to it. I don't know.
0: And the texture, I know a lot of little kids have texture
1: issues. Yeah, and I think that's something with her, too. Anyways, these nice, fresh, slippery noodles, she loved. Oh, fun. Yeah. All right. So that's that.
0: we are (laughs) looking forward to celebrating with you on New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Hopefully, after today's little blizzard, we're going to be okay.
0: Yep, we'll just sort of... Take it day by day and COVID worthy and all the other things. Yeah, have you I'm figured really out your menu?
1: No, I haven't tackled that. After Christmas is done, we'll figure okay. out what to do. No, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Just holding up, and doesn't matter what happens outside.
0: Yeah, exactly. And just having some fun. Uh, we did yeah. just to share. I, Kurt, and I went up to Ely, which is where we have our lake places, yeah. and we did the winter
1: solstice. So wow. we.
0: Cross country skied on the lake.
1: So there's snow up there now.
0: There is snow. It's probably about five inches on the lake. Oh, that's so cool. It's yeah. fluffy still and nice. The it must be
1: beautiful. Is,
0: yeah, the lake is ice is set up very well. Yeah. And there was the night sky with the Saturn and the Jupiter. Uh, what are they calling it? The oh Jupiter yeah,
1: the star. convergence.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we uh, sat at you our fire
1: outside,
0: <laughs> and Kurt uh, got the gas can out, and we created a large fire and sat outside and had a couple drinks in the night sky. in Ely, it was super beautiful.
1: That sounds pretty damn nice.
0: It was nice. It was. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Out of you
0: guys.
1: Yeah. Well, good. Uh, have a good Christmas, and yes. we'll talk to you afterward.
0: Okay. Happy oh. holidays.
1: All, right take, All right, take care.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.